people. Good evening and welcome to a new episode of Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy and I'm so grateful to be able to have this opportunity to just share a few life lessons with you. I am, and I say this a thousand times, I am both the teacher and the student. I'm so open to learning and I hope that you will give me some feedback. You can email me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com or you can um of course, connect with me on social media. I really appreciate that. I appreciate you listening. I do not take it for granted. So I've been away for a couple of days. Um, I feel so blessed to be able to serve my community as an educator. And I've fallen a little bit behind on my podcast, but I have prioritized my first love, and that is teaching young people. And so I'm really focused on that right now, but I'm going to go back to do my pre-recordings because I'm just compelled to do that. I feel that I'm supposed to do that, and um, I'm going to start off with a quote of the day. I love the way my daughter does her podcast. She has a quote of the day every single time she does a podcast, and if you have not checked it out, it is the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast, the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. And I know that it's on Apple, it's on Spotify, it's on Anchor, it's on all the major platforms, but she has these really, really interesting topics. It's a smorgasbord, as she says, of interesting news. She combines like news stories and history and just all kinds of great stuff, spiritual stuff, just great things. And I'm really proud of her. So tune in to the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast if you're looking for um, another great show to listen to. So she does a thought for today. Here's mine. There is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. I'm going to say that again. You've heard that a thousand times probably. There is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. We have to, most of us do, have to work really hard to have good things, to live on an elevated level. We have to work hard. It just doesn't happen spontaneously. It doesn't happen because we wish it to happen. It happens because we work hard and we have to make the effort and be intentional about working for success, which is a great segue for me to talk about the topic. I want to talk about differences. I want to talk about dealing with differences. The last time that I did my episode, I talked a little bit about conflict resolution. I was at a workshop and during my lunch break, I just recorded in my car and I I thought about that. I said, you know, I really need to go back and kind of talk about why conflicts exist in the first place. I think sometimes when we understand the why, we might be more likely to try to work through things. And conflicts exist for many different reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is we do not know how to handle differences. We just, we just, I don't know why, we just don't learn how to do that oftentimes when we're growing up. And we have to learn how to understand that differences exist for a reason. There are some reasons why we have these differences. And difference doesn't necessarily mean bad or wrong. Sometimes it may be a moral conflict or an issue or value system issue. But sometimes difference is just that. It's just difference. You know, it's not, it doesn't mean that somebody's bad because they don't see things the way you do. 
um, and it doesn't mean you're better because um, you do something different. So I want to talk about why differences exist. We all are different. First of all, the interesting thing is about our humanity is every single person is unique. And we know that from our fingerprints, um, but also we know that from our body sense. And I often use an illustration when I'm trying to help my students understand their uniqueness and how it's okay to embrace, you know, your uniqueness. But I would tell them, you know, if, if you, somebody was trying to find you and they had an article of your clothing, they would put that clothing in front of a hound dog and that dog would literally pass hundreds and thousands of people just to find you. That's just how unique we are. And so when the creator was making us and making the universe, he didn't make everything the same. You know, he didn't make all the trees the same. There are thousands and thousands of species of trees and plants and animals and insects and reptiles and um, sea life and all of that. And so he wanted us to be different and it's okay. And especially in nature, those differences create this harmonious and ecological balance. And the reason why we have issues is when you, you put things out of balance. Just like I'm from Florida, born and raised, they've got an issue because people have put certain reptiles and animals in a space where it doesn't align with the ecological or ecological um, situation, system. And so they, they've got a real crisis down there. And I just read a crazy article. But anyway, so we have differences, but we're talking about humans. And the number one thing is, is, is that we have different experiences. So differences exist because we all don't experience the same thing at the same time. And sometimes we never experience the same thing. So you might have someone grow up and every single Saturday they go to church. And then you have people who every single Saturday their family kind of has this this party time and it may even involve you know, the revelry may involve alcohol or drugs, but that's, that's, we have different experiences. Some people grow up and their parents tell them, hey, education is important. You should value education, a formal education and your schooling, because there's a difference. Schooling and education are two different things. And so they emphasize a real education. And then you have other people whose parents may not seem to care and they might not put a lot of emphasis on having formal schooling. So we have all these different, um, we have difference because of experiences. Sometimes we have, some people have bad experiences and other people that they've never gone through that, they just cannot relate, they will not understand. Um, Sometimes, and, and let me just say this though, and that doesn't have to be an issue just because, you know, person A went through one thing and person B went through something else. That doesn't have an it have to be an issue, but sometimes it is because if those people's lives intersect, and then there is um, you you've got to work together. How you approach that may be different because of experiences, just like work experiences. Some people, um, one of the things I always tell people: some people never really experience being a teacher, but they are in an administrative role. And because of that, they cannot understand the, the, the way that teachers move and think and the needs of teachers because they never really spent quality time in the classroom. So experience matters. And that's the number one 
thing that determines um, how we're going to navigate in the world. And so when you have different experiences, you're going to have conflict. That's what I want to talk about. These differences can create conflict, but it doesn't have to. So this happens a lot when people decide that they want to get married or they want to be in a relationship. And one person A has had certain kinds of experiences. And when I say experience, I mean what you've seen, what you've heard, what you have endured, what you have been taught. Though All of those things matter. And so then what person A has been taught certain things, they've seen certain things, and person B might not have. Or they've seen a different variation. So you have people that, they talk about this all the time with marriage, for example. There's some people that grow up in a two-parent home. They are used to seeing two people cohabitate. It may be good, it may be bad, or it may be, you know, of course, it's never going to be perfect, never going to be all bad or all good. But they see these two people cohabitate and see them, you know, work through their conflicts and their issues and their differences. And then another person may not have that. So they get married, they're not used to that, they haven't seen that, and so that affects how they navigate through relationships and through the world. So understanding that is important if you really want to resolve conflicts. And I said this in the last episode, I'm going to say it again. You cannot resolve issues in, unless you want to resolve them. Some people, I, I, I marvel at this, it just seems like they just don't want to try to be better. And in order to be better, you have to address conflict. You have to address differences. And you have to be a person who is humble and who is willing to work through things. But there are some people, it, it's amazing. They don't necessarily want to be in a relationship, but they don't want to be single either. So they don't want to work out things and become better and try to work through problems. They just want to be with someone for whatever reason. It may be that person is paying the bills. It may be that person has something that they think they want, but it it doesn't make sense because in order to be in a healthy relationship with anybody, it does not matter if it's husband and wife, it does not matter if it's child to parent or sibling to sibling or coworker to coworker or coworker to supervisor, however you want to look at it, you've got to be able to work through differences. And only people who work want to work through differences can have harmony, period, and peace. And it's so worth it. It's so worth it because chaos creates all kinds of pain and suffering, and it does not have to exist. And we see that right now in the world, where there is one country that invaded another country. And as a result of that, that, that thing that they did, I mean, I still marvel at this, there is so much pain and death and suffering and disease. And it didn't have to happen this way because somebody could have said, hey, let's sit down and we've got a difference or we got an issue, let's work through it. And uh, which brings me to another word, and I know I'm jumping around because I, I didn't take notes or anything, which brings me to another word, which is compromise. In order to be able to deal with difference in a healthy way, you have to be willing to compromise. And when my daughter was growing up, one of the things I wanted her to do is I felt like our relationship and how we got along would be how she could get along with other people. Now, I warned her, a lot of people weren't learning this stuff growing up, but I wanted her to learn about compromise through firsthand experiences. So I would teach her what compromise was. We couldn't compromise on everything, 
but some things she could we could compromise on and so compromises you get some of what you want but not all of what you want and in relationships where people have to have harmony in order to be able to produce and be functioning you have to compromise compromise means again you cannot have everything you want you can have some of what you want but not all of what you want and both people have to be willing to make concessions and when that does not happen you're going to have conflict and chaos so let's go back again we have these conflicts because we have differences why do differences exist number one experience and don't ever forget that you're trying to wonder well why does the person see the world that way well because they have had experiences that create that way of seeing the world the other thing that um helps makes us be different is our knowledge base we are different because of what we know people don't know the same thing everybody does not know the same thing some people may not know it is amazing because today i had something interesting happen and it was it was painful every day i give my students like a trivia question and well i give them a couple of trivia questions and it's on an author so it's a ela class and they will have to answer anywhere from 1 to 5 questions i've never given more than 5 about a particular author and what happens is they have to do the research on their phone or their computer and they're given a very short period of time and that's how i kind of start my class but then afterwards i just do a very short mini lesson no more than 10 minutes sometimes it's less than that about the author and i'll show them a short video so i won't name the author but the author today i had her video it was only 2 minutes and 40 some seconds long so it wasn't a long video when i as i was playing the video i noticed that students were laughing and what i later found out was they were laughing at this author and i i was you know and i had to say something to them about that but you know one of my students said you didn't laugh at people when you were in high school and i said no but it told me that this is something probably not only that she does in school but it's probably something that she's done at home and her family has probably engaged in that but i raised my my mother raised us not to pick on people i raised my daughter not to pick on people and i just i was just one of those people that i just never felt like i had room to pick pick on people and so they were laughing and it just got totally out of control and it was a bad it wasn't a good experience but it it reminded me of that how because you a person does something they will assume or just believe because it's such a natural part of their life it's hard for them to imagine that no i was terrified to pick on people absolutely terrified and i believe that when you are mean to others i just believe you bring that back to yourself and your own family and so my mother raised us that way I was very sensitive that way and in fact I remember in high school um my some of my friends they were laughing you know we were catching the bus one day and an older man got on and he had parkinson's at the time we didn't know what he had but now I know as an older person that that was parkinson's and he was shaking and they started laughing and because the first people to raise me the first couple of years of my life I was raised by older people my father's grandmother and my my 
my father's mother, my grandmother, his aunts, my great aunts. And so I had a real sensitivity to, to older people. And I mean, I remember going off on them on the bus, just going off on them, but I didn't laugh. But that student believed, oh, you you know, I, this is what we do. And that is why we have conflicts because if someone is doing something and you totally can't relate, they might not even believe it. They just, they've done it so much and they everybody that they are around does it. They might think that you do it. And so there again, we have, we have that conflict, knowledge base. You may, you gotta learn the more you know, the more choices you have and the more you learn about ways to do things. And so some people just don't even have the knowledge base to know, hey, you know what? You don't have to raise your voice when you ask a question. You don't have to complain, complain, complain about a problem. You can actually go to a person and try to solve it. That is, and I'm trying to teach my students that, and that is so out of what they are normally used to. Most children, they don't do that. And I'm trying to teach them that, hey, everybody is not going to say yes when you when you go to them and you ask them for something. They may not say yes, but they might they might say yes. And you have to learn how to go to people with respect and ask for what you need and focus on asking for what you need rather than complaining, because complaining doesn't change anything. But there again, that's that knowledge base, knowing how to do that. The other thing that really, really impacts a lot of people and this creates difference, is value systems. Value systems create differences because everyone is not taught to value the same thing. Everybody is not taught that, you know, people are taught different things about what's right and what's wrong, what's okay and what's not okay. And I'm going to give you an example, and I don't know why I was trying to work. Oh, I know what it was because I was thinking about doing this episode and I was trying to think of examples, and this is an example that happened um, last year. I, you all know, I had my bookstore, and authors would come in the store, and I met this one author, and he had written a great book about how he got out of a cult, what he called a cult, which was a church. They called it a church. He called it a cult. Anyway, his family. He grew up in this cult, and at a certain point, he decided to leave. So he wrote this book and I'm reading the book and he has a movie and I was watching the movie. And basically this church believed that men should be able to have more than one wife. So that's a part of their value system. And they base that on their interpretation. I wanna say that again, their interpretation of how to use the Bible. Because in, in their their belief is that, you know, if the people in the Bible could have more than one wife and could have concubines, then I can as a, have them too. That's kind of like how they think. So I, I we talked about this and I said, you know, I, it, it's about how you're interpreting the Bible. The Bible is not a book that fell out of the sky. This is not God saying, okay, you can have more than one wife. It's the stories about people and about how they had more than one wife. And the question is, what life lesson can you learn from that? So we got into this little exchange and it was because his value system is, it's perfectly okay. And I shared with him why I don't think it's okay and I'm basing it on the Bible too. So we just got into this this little debate. And, and the point I'm trying to make is that's why you have so many differences in the world. Because there are people that grow up and they are taught to a certain kind of value system. And if you're not taught that and you 
have to your lives intersect, there's going to be conflict. It doesn't have to be bad, but it will be. And so this man, he has, he's been married twice, I believe, and he has 10 children. He might even have more now, but he has, he had 10 the last time I talked to him. And so the thing of it is, is that many men might say, you know what, I don't, I just want to have one wife. I know a lot of men that talk about, you know, their values is using the same book, the same Bible, that they should only have one. So again, the conflict comes if, if somebody wants to be with a man that can have, you know, five wives or five women, then it's not going to be a conflict if a woman wants to go along with that. But the conflict would be when a woman doesn't want to go. So we, we have those kinds of things happening. And um, that's another reason why we have a lot of differences. The other thing is, I'm going to say this word is hope. We have differences because people are not hopeful about life. Some people were talking to somebody today and I was saying how I still love teaching and I get excited and I wish I could do more. You know, I just got on the scene in January and it's like I and I hadn't talked for a little while. And so but I was still so excited. She was like, well, I'm so glad to hear you still so excited. And, you know, and I said, yes, I am. And um, when I love teaching, I love teaching. But the problem was I had not mentally sorted out what I'm sharing with you, I hadn't sorted out some of the differences. I I didn't respond to the differences in how schools are run now versus how they were run 30 years ago. When I started teaching, we had a planning period every day and we didn't have meetings during our planning period. You know, today it's very likely that I'm going to have a planning period, not all the time, but many times during uh, meeting during my planning period, and I need, and I can't, and I just feel like personally I can't be an effective teacher. And I have thought about, I have not done it yet, because I've been able to manage it. But if I really felt like it was a conflict, I would go to my principal and I would say, "Look, I want to be a highly effective teacher. Let's figure out how we can synergize and come up with a way. Do we have to meet this way all the time? Blah blah blah. But I haven't felt compelled to do that because I'm still finding ways to manage it. And um, I've sort of gotten back into what I used to do is I would stay after. And so now I've started a little bit, you know, I get a lot done and I can stay after school and I just kind of knock it out. And then that way I can come home and I can just go to bed, you know, that kind of thing. So I extend my day. But again, I try to find ways to work it out. And that's what I want to say about difference. You have to figure out a way to respect difference even if you don't agree with it even if you don't agree now I'm not saying I gotta agree with everything I mean some things I'm not gonna respect because I believe that there there's no black and there's no gray areas it's black and white I believe there are some things that should not be done period I remember years ago I worked with this amazing woman she was a counselor at this middle school where I taught and her husband was in, I believe, the Navy, if I'm not mistaken, Navy or Air Force. And wow, I'm shooting a blank on the island. It was in Guam. I think he was stationed on Guam. And while he was there, she shared that there was a cultural practice that fathers deflowered their daughters. And I don't know if this was the whole island or was it just a certain group of people. But she said that the fathers deflowered their daughters. And she said when she first got there, she was just outraged. She was just shocked, first of all. She was outraged. And she 
you know, was trying to, you know, trying to explain, well, this is not the way things should be done. That is their value system. Now, I totally disagree with that. And that's why I wouldn't be able to live there, okay? But you need to know that if somebody came over here and practiced that, we would call that, we'd have a name for that. And it would be child abuse. And so that's when some differences we might can't work out. That if you're going to practice whatever you practice, you're going to have to stay over there and not come over here because those practices really would create a conflict. We call that pedophilia. We call that inappropriate. We call it a sin. Whatever you, you know, people come up with a long list of things. But just to show you that there are differences that are really hard to deal with and manage. But some differences we can manage. Like my students today, they showed out, you know, and I love them. But they showed out and I said, you know what, you all, we should have been working. And then it got crazy because we couldn't even do our work. And so I had to help them learn that they're going to have to work through their differences. So that's just a little bit about difference. So let's recap because this episode is about to end. Number one, we have our differences because of our experiences. Everybody doesn't experience the same thing. And you must remember that when you're dealing with people. Everyone does not have the same knowledge base. Some people just don't know what you know. And you don't know what other people know. And until you all find out what each other knows, you can't resolve the conflict. And this is why I strongly believe in going to people and saying, hey, let's talk. And not so you can tell people how you feel, but so you can get understanding. To meet with people and say, you know what, I just want to try to understand why you're doing ABCD. And that's when the relationship and getting along is going to help you to be productive and it's going to help you live on an elevated level. Everybody does not want to work through that. So those people you can't really have relationship with. Now, I'm not saying you got to hate them. I'm not saying you got to talk about them. But it's going to be hard to have relationships with people who just don't want to try to work through things. They're not trying to listen. They're not trying to understand. And you have to have those people in your life to deal with difference. In addition to knowledge base, this is a big one, value system. There are people that have totally different value systems, and when they have to work together, there's a clash. It doesn't have to necessarily be that way, depending on the situation, but oftentimes it is. You know, um, I like my school. You know, you walk in there, they have a lot of music. They play, you know, different, you know, I guess R&B or beats, whatever. But to be honest, I don't really play that kind of music. Like in my classroom, I might play jazz, I might play, um, you know, um, classical, but I just don't, because I know they're already listening to it at home. That's not a conflict that is going to be life or death. It's not going to affect, you know, how I work or work, or, you know, teach on the level of excellence, which I'm trying to strive for. But I just noticed that there is a difference because there's a value system. Like, you know, my value system is, okay, they already listen to this let them listen to something else but it's not it's not a conflict because I choose not to let it be a big deal but I just want you to know like some people they might have a real issue with that it could be an issue but it's not because our environment is very peaceful and our leader is very peaceful and then last but not least you know we have differences because some people are positive and they have hope and some people just don't some people they're always going to see the glass half empty 
and some people are going to see it half full. And so you have conflict, you have differences because of the experiences, of the knowledge base and the values, people are not going to see things the same way. I try and I want to encourage you to be solution focused people. You cannot escape problems. They are inevitable. They're going to happen. It doesn't matter how much money you have, what your race is, what your religion is. You're going to have differences and you're going to have problems. And what you want to do, I want to leave you with this, you want to try to focus on the solutions. Stay focused, don't get distracted, but stay focused on becoming a problem solver. Well, I hope this episode empowered you. Don't forget our quote. What was it again? Um, you know, there's no easy way to success. You can't take the elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. I got to find. Oh, there it is. It says there is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. There it is. All right. Peace and abundant blessings, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful night.